Hey, welcome back to Microfamous. We're talking about the first step to becoming Microfamous. So before we get into that, let's lay just a little bit of foundation and talk about what does it mean? What's the end goal? What's the destination of being Microfamous? And to me, it means to be famously influential to the right people, meaning that you are known for one thing to exactly the right people, and you have a level of influence that when you speak, people listen and people take action. That you are a leader in your space and you are leading people to new beliefs, new actions, and new results. So I want to give you a couple of examples from the book. And the first one is one of my favorites. It's John Maxwell. And he is kind of the guy on leadership. And there are a lot of experts. There are a lot of thought leaders that speak about leadership. But all of them have some particular spin on it. You know, primal leadership or, you know, something like that. You know, some other word in front of leadership. There's really only one person that kind of owns that space where if you say, I want to go buy a book on leadership and you do a Google search or you go to Barnes and Noble and you step into a bookstore and you look at the leadership section, you know, who dominates that section? It's John Maxwell. And that that's, you know, by intention, because I can guarantee you that if he comes out with a book next week, it's going to be about leadership. Leader or leadership is going to be in the title, most likely. You know, if you go look up John Maxwell's podcast, it's on leadership. Everything that he does is really focused on that one word. And he doesn't stray too far afield from that. As a result, he's become known for that one word. And so when somebody is thinking of bringing in a speaker to talk about leadership, it's really John Maxwell and then it's a whole bunch of other people. If they can't get John Maxwell, they might settle for somebody else. But the first person that would typically come to mind to speak on leadership, if they're just going out and doing a search or they're just kind of looking at, you know, who is the popular thought leaders in that space, it's going to be John Maxwell. And another example on a smaller scale is one of my clients and friends, Greg Harrelson. And he is famously influential in the real estate space. When he shows up at an event, he's typically, you know, mobbed by groups of people, peppering him with questions, you know, asking him for his advice. You know, people are lined up to see his breakout sessions because they want to see and hear what he has to say. When he gives advice, they take action, like they listen and they take action. It's really, really cool to see up close and personal what that looks like. Because he's not that person that is mega, mega famous. You know, he doesn't have a huge online social media presence. He's not, you know, guest appearing on all the on all the top podcasts that you might see for entrepreneurs. But he is micro famous. He is famously influential to exactly the people he wants to be influential to. And that is the goal. To me, that is the goal, for, especially if you're an introvert, especially if you're an introvert. You know, if you look at what the extroverts are doing and you chase them and what they're doing, they're going after the maximum number of eyeballs on their content. Because, well, for a lot of reasons, you know, ego is part of that. But yeah, even just on a fundamental level, being an extrovert means that being social gives you energy. For us introverts, being social is a drain on our energy. Now, there are certain situations where we can do it, you know, we can muster the energy for a while. You know, there's all kinds of caveats to that. But in general, that's a pretty good line that divides the extroverts from the introverts is what gives you energy and what drains your energy. You know, I love having real deep, authentic conversations one on one with people that actually does energize me. That's why I enjoy podcasting as an introvert. But if you get me into a cocktail hour situation, I, I want to run for the exit and take a nap <laughs> all at the same time. If you get me into a situation where I can have deep, authentic one on one conversations within a larger group, I can last for longer. But just being in the presence of a whole bunch of other people is a drain on my energy. And if you're an introvert listening to this, you're probably nodding your head going, I feel exactly the same way. So recognize that when extroverts do something, 
you know, in marketing and in sales, they have a different relationship to it than we do as introverts because one-on-one -on -one and group interactions give them energy. They don't typically give us as introverts more energy. And so it's really, you know, in my opinion, not a good idea for us to go chasing what the extroverts do when it comes to sales and marketing. So when extroverts are chasing attention, chasing the maximum number of eyeballs on their content, I think we should do the exact opposite. And uh, just to kind of drive the point home further, as far as what it looks like to be micro famous, imagine if you served an audience with a high ticket offer, you're talking two, three, five grand, something like that, right? It's significant money to work with you. And the entire, entire group of people on an average year that can afford to hire you and need what you sell is only, you know, 12,000, maybe 15,000 people. Doesn't sound like a lot, but imagine if you had a podcast that was getting you 10,000 downloads a month in that space. That's a client of mine right now. So when you think about what the extroverts are doing, going after the maximum number of, of eyeballs on their content, to me, that leads them away from some of the very things that actually would get them a sustainable, profitable, simple, enjoyable business that, that we all want. And introverts are motivated by different things. We get energy from different things. So I would recommend stop chasing what the extroverts are doing, right? Because they have different goals. To me, I want to be micro famous. I want to be famously influential to exactly the right people. I know who they are. I know where they are. I know exactly who I want to hang around with. I know exactly who I want to serve. I know exactly what kind of beliefs I want to instill so that they take different actions and get different results. Like I know all of that stuff. I don't need 100,000 followers on Instagram. I only need to be micro famous to the right, you know, five to 10,000 people in order for me to run a seven figure business. I don't need 100,000 eyeballs on my content. So chasing that actually tends to lead you, in my opinion, away from the very things that would build you a, a, a following and a business and a level of influence that you really enjoy as an introvert. Like as an introvert, I don't want to go to the grocery store and have to worry about whether somebody's going to recognize me and strike up a conversation while I'm trying to you know, pay for uh, some chicken tenders and some toilet paper in the grocery store line. That's just not my game. I don't want to have to worry about that. When I go to an industry conference, though, I want to be known. I want people to come up to me and go like, hey, your podcast has m had a major impact on my life. You know, I read your book. It changed the way I did business. You know, I, I fired a client <laughs> the other day because of you. That's what one person told me. You know, like I love to hear those things when I show up to a podcast interview or I show up to an industry event. That's where I want to be known. That's where I want to be influential. And that's why I'm so, so focused on the micro famous message and helping people get like a different vision of what success looks like for introverts. If you are an expert in your space, if you're a coach, a consultant, a thought leader, whatever, but you're on the introverted side, I would contend that even if you are successful in following the extroverts and copying what they do, it will burn you out. It will end up being miserable for you, or it will only work for the time that you're able to fake being an extrovert. And then every time you burn out and pull back, it stops working. That's part of why I'm not a huge fan of just being on the hamster wheel of social media content all the time, because it is just that. It's a hamster wheel. It's something you have to stay on over and over and over again. And the second you step off is the second it stops working. That does not, that does not go well for introverts. Extroverts who get energy from that stuff seem to be fine with that. And they see no issue at all because they have no plans to ever stop. They have no plans to ever not be on social media. When I talk to my extroverted friends and I say, what happens when you stop? They're like, why would I stop? <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, because maybe you're just not burning out, but I'm burned out. 
right? And every introvert I know goes through that same cycle where we pretend to be extroverts for a while and then we burn out. And I've just, I've stopped going through that cycle. I will not go through that cycle anymore. But what's the answer? Well, to me, it's to set a different vision for success, a vision of success based on being famously influential to the right people, where it's not about getting 100,000 eyeballs on your content. It's about getting the right 10,000 eyeballs on your content so you can get the right people. Now, let's jump back to that. So to me, the very first step, all that to say this, the very first step in the road to becoming micro-famous, famously influential to the right people, the very first step is to decide who the right people are. Who are the right people for you? Why is that so important? Because without that decision, we are left chasing attention without really knowing who we're trying to reach and who we're trying to resonate with, which means it's very, very, very difficult for us to come up with something compelling to say to people that actually cuts through the noise. And this is where introverts chasing extroverts really causes us problems because extroverts are so good, especially ones that have really outgoing big personalities. They're, they're so good at conveying that energy, just projecting that energy into the world through their social media presence that it resonates with people and people want to follow them, even if they're not quite sure exactly what they do. Extroverts can get away with not having a clear and compelling idea because they can overcome that with volume and energy. Think about Gary Vee for a second. He overcomes the lack of a clear and compelling idea with enthusiasm and boundless energy. Nothing wrong with that. But introverts, if you try to copy that, you're going to burn out really, really fast. And so introverts, to me, need a really, really clear, razor sharp, clear, very, very compelling message that cuts through the noise in order for us to actually reach people in a sustainable way online. Now, the key to having that sort of message that really resonates deeply on a very, very deep, emotionally compelling level with people is you've got to know exactly who you're talking to. You have to know exactly what's going on in their head, exactly the objections that are coming up, the exactly the feelings, the emotions, the frustrations that they're having at any given time. You've got to know what they're thinking about when they lay their head down on their pillow at night. You've got to know what they're thinking when their eyes first pop open in the morning. You have to understand your people at that level. If you don't, you're going to end up coming out in, with a message that is similar and undistinguishable from what other people are saying, which means you're not going to stand out, right? You're going to get lost in the sea of sameness. So without really making that very, very critical first step, that decision to decide, you know, to choose who is the right person, who are the right people for me, who are the people that I am most passionate, most excited, most compelled to serve? Who are those people? Without that decision, you're going to end up trying to copy the extroverts and just overcome that lack of a clear message with energy and volume. And over time, that's not going to work for introverts. And that's what I see kind of going on in the landscape right now is that because the extra, what the extroverts do works for them, there's no denying that what they do works for them. There's no denying that Gary Vee knows what he's doing when it comes to marketing. The problem is that that approach of energy and volume doesn't work for introverts over the long term because it inevitably burns us out. And when we burn out, we withdraw, which means we break all that momentum. You know, we'll be active on social media for six months and then we burn out and have to take a month or two off. Or we burn out every month 
You know, I know some introverts that are like that where they'll go a few weeks on social media and then they've got to take a step back. You know, it just depends on what your endurance level is and how long you can fake it, <laughs> you know, how long you can pretend to be an extrovert. You know, some people I think probably go years and are are in a consistent state of burnout and don't realize it because they just keep staying on the hamster wheel thinking this is the way it has to be. And I'm here to say that's not the way it has to be. If you narrow your focus and you really make the decision on who the right people are, you can pull back from that approach, that volume and energy kind of Gary Vee approach. You can pull back from all that because you'll have a more clear, more compelling message to share that actually cuts through the noise and reaches exactly the right people. But it all starts with deciding who the right people are. And so one of the questions that really helped me, this is a few years ago when I kind of stumbled across this and I don't, I don't, I think it was a particular person, otherwise I'll give them credit. It just kind of came to me maybe from some of the stuff I was reading at the time. But I asked myself the question, you know, if one of my clients, you know, landed in San Diego, got off a plane, texted me and said, hey man, you know, let me buy you a drink or a coffee, you know, come out, let's hang out. Who is the person I would want to hear from? And I realized who exactly who that was. And it was about half of my clients. And I realized that the other half didn't fit into that category. And some of the things that I was doing at that time, some of the partnerships and things that I was doing were serving a group of people that what we just didn't fit that category. They weren't the people that I would want to go hang out with for fun. They didn't give me energy just by the conversations I was having with them. And so I started to retool and refocus my business around those right people. Once I realized and I asked myself that question, it really helped clarify who the right people are for me. That's when I was able to really start zone, you know, zeroing in on what the message is that they needed to hear that would cut through the noise and resonate deeply with them on a very deep and compelling level. Because once I figured out who the right people were, I was able to start having more conversations, get to know them more deeply, and start to get to know the conversation that was going on in their head, what emotions they were going through, what frustrations they were going through. It also helps that essentially I'm in the same category. We're all building the same kind of business. So I'm sharing in all those same you know, challenges on a day-to-day -day basis. So who are the right people for you? That's the question. If, if somebody that bought your course or came to your live event or bought your group coaching or your individual coaching or came to one of your events and, and saw you speak or something like that, if one of those people said, hey, let's go hang out, would you say, oh, how do I get out of this? Or would you say, hell yes, where do I meet? Where can we go? And if you, if you realize that you've got the right people down, if you have that decision made, that's the first step because then you can move on to zeroing in on your message. You can come up with an idea to share, an idea to put into the world that's so razor sharp, clear, and so compelling that it gets the right people off the couch, into your world, into your email list, into your podcast, whatever. It gets them paying attention to your content, which is where you can start to lead them lead them to new beliefs, new actions, new results. Who are the right people for you? Make that decision. Then you can get on with refining and clarifying and uncovering that clear and compelling idea, which will cut through the noise. And that's the secret to beating the extroverts on social media without competing with them on the same playing field of volume and energy. Got to have a clear and compelling idea that cuts through the noise, which means you've got to know exactly who the right people are for you. So that's the first step. Ask yourself that question. If somebody that was buying something from me texted me out of the blue and said, hey, I want to meet up, would I want to go do that or would I want to go get out of it? And, and who are the right people that I would want to go hang out with voluntarily for fun because they actually give me energy? 
gives me energy by being around them. Who are those people? Those are the people that you most want to serve. You most want to impact. That's the people that everything in your business should be based around. And if there's only 10,000 of those people in the market, great. That's all you need to run a seven-figure business anyway. If you're selling a high-ticket service or a high-ticket offer of any kind, you only need 10,000 of the right people paying attention to your content. You don't need 100,000 people on Instagram or YouTube. You don't need a podcast that gets a million and a half downloads. You just don't need it. I've seen it work time and time again with our podcast agency clients, with friends of mine, the, the ones that are the most focused, the ones who know exactly who the right people are and deliver a clear and compelling idea to them that cuts through the noise, those are the people that have simple, profitable, rewarding businesses. And for the, for the introverts out there, if you're listening to this, to me, that is what we want. Way more than we want to be mega famous and signing autographs at the grocery store. So if that's you, I, first of all, I appreciate you listening. Take that first step. Decide, make the decision who are the right people. If it helps, you know, go pick up the Microfamous book. You can get a free copy uh, on our website, getmicrofamous.com, a free digital copy. You can also go to Amazon, get the physical print copy if you're, if you're a physical book person like I am. And listen to the other episodes of this show on things like the clear and compelling idea and the power of one. There's incredible power in focus and clarity. And when you get clarity on who the right people are, it gives you massive, massive power because most people don't have that clarity. And so they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off, or they're on the hamster wheel of social media, trying to compete with the extroverts on volume and energy, running around saying the same things as everyone else, trying to say them louder or more often on social media and getting nowhere. Decide who the right people are, uncover a clear and compelling idea that cuts through the noise, and really become famously influential to the right people. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.